folks we did it the new intro is just me screaming for 30 <laughs> seconds <laughs> I, i'm not sure who recorded that video at the, was that Tom, was, was that my video was that my video I think that's your video yeah yeah that's your video <laughs> okay that was my video is it okay uh, is it yeah because if you actually saw that video it's basically just the ceiling and the wall of me bouncing up and down and waving my phone around not really uh, originally i'd thought right no, i'll, it's I'll not film it it's not because in oh. your video in your video is the one that i'm in right yes right so in your video about 10 seconds in it, it's brilliant and if you haven't seen it neil i'm sure you, I'm sure you can post it there's just a massive clunk <laughs> i have no idea what it is it's going poof so you hit something at that point really? and that, yeah I'll, watch it back after this it's it's awesome. uh, whatever and i so hit was probably was either yeah it was probably graham's back because i was having a bouncing <laughs> group hug with graham and jem because yeah. jem was watching that and she well, I say she was watching it. She had her back to the screen and her hands over her face because she couldn't look. Uh, and Graham was the other side of her. And then when it goes through, he's bouncing up and down. And my original intention had been to film everybody's reaction to that. Cause I, I did the video that is on our Twitter feed is my video. That's the one I, I took and then kind of I trimmed a little bit off and um, and posted it because. No one really wants to watch 45 seconds of that, but maybe 20 seconds is grand. Um, Can I just interject really quickly? The yes. last 30 seconds of what you said, Neil, requires some context, because out of context, <laughs> it, it, leave, it leaves the mind open to a lot of interpretation. Of what you're you, you, give us some context, you give us some context of this then. So just, just before we go any further, uh, I'm Neil, there's Tom out, there's Owen, uh, the, the usual crew. So we are officially the Dublin crew from this weekend. Um, so go on, Owen, give us some context. Well, we, we were watching the Chiefs win the Super Bowl in, in, in Dublin, weren't we? Yeah. Um, and we were celebrating the uh, the final moments. But, I mean, hearing what you describe out of context... Uh... I'm going to have to listen back to that now. And yeah. see what just said. <laughs> it was good, Neil. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm catching up with Owen here. <laughs> it's very suggestive, a... I believe. <laughs> what are we talking like group hug threesome kind of thing yeah <laughs> is that where we were heading along those lines yeah that's what it sounds like good, it was a good night wasn't it uh, a it, family it friendly show i don't want to delve into it, too it much. is a family friendly show yes uh no 18 ratings here although there might be the occasional explicit language used yeah um so lads how was dublin <laughs> did you enjoy yourselves brilliant oh unreal experience yeah brilliant. to think that we had booked it before the chiefs had even made the super bowl and it was like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if we'll go and if, if the Chiefs aren't there, we'll still have a great weekend. It'll be a nice little meet and we'll watch whoever's there and we'll 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 have a great time. And, and, and then the Chiefs make the Super Bowl. And it's like, oh, my God, we're going to be in Dublin all together watching this. And it just becomes a lot more real when when we beat the Bengals last um, in the championship game. So, yeah, to, to go from booking it before they'd even make, make made it there to then watching them win it in Dublin together was was a great turn of events and and oh, what a weekend it was great fun yeah just just echoing what owen said i think i've said this like three times to different people it was like you book it because i wanted to obviously meet you guys and, and be with you guys to watch the super bowl and then you're like but what if the but you know but what if the chiefs get there like how amazing would that be and then they win and it's like but what if we win in Dublin? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, it just goes up another notch and another notch and another notch. And do you know what? Being at the Woolshed, I think we'd have had an awesome time if we weren't there. I thought it was an awesome venue and I think we'd have had a great time like everyone else in the pub was that had all the different jerseys on. But it means a lot more when you're in it than it that game. Oh, Did yeah. it meet your expectations there then, Tomo, of your, what if, what if we do win it? Like, did Did you have an idea of, what you thought it would be like if we were to win yeah i don't think i'd allowed myself to think about it i just wanted really? to go and enjoy it i was like if we win it's going to be amazing because we're all going to be together um but even the celebrations at the end just the, it, like the manner we won it in as well 
mm. was just there was so many of those moments where you were like oh my god like it's kind of started around the tony punt where you were like oh my we we could do this and then there's the final drive pat mahomes is scrambling like oh my god we and like the amount of times that our group erupted in that fourth quarter like there was some like it was it was like scoring a goal in football like when your team mm-hmm. scores a goal and you're in the stands it was like that on multiple occasions like just with but with people that you know were all incredibly like-minded and people that you've grown to care a lot about so it was awesome is that the most people you've watched a game with like enough sorry is that the most chiefs fans you've watched oh, a yeah, game with oh yeah definitely yeah Outside yeah. of Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, outside, yeah, outside of Arrowhead. <laughs> obviously, yeah, Arrowhead except... Well, Tom hasn't been to Arrowhead mm-hmm. yet, so he needs to put that right. But um, True, outside of Arrowhead, year, yeah. yeah, next year, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Uh, um, you know, I've, I, I said this last week as well, but you spend your time as an NFL fan in the UK, I think, watching something that you're incredibly invested in with people that feign an interest and I don't even mean that in a negative way to the people that do it like obviously like my dad my brother they ask ask me questions about the Chiefs all the time and they've watched games with me before or they've been there when they've had it on but it doesn't it it doesn't mean anything to them almost like Mm -hmm. but it actually you know it means quite a lot to to, to you as a a fan and to find a group of people and that's why Arrowheads Abroad is great in general is to come together with like-minded people going through the same experience you are as a British fan, but then to go that one step further and watch the game with those people and then to watch a Super Bowl with those people, it just sums up our kind of USP as a whole kind of brand almost. It's probably not the right word, but just like as a group, I think I think it just sums it all up. I, I, I don't want to speak for Duncan, but mm-hmm. like to me, Duncan is Arrowheads Broadly. Like he does the vast majority yeah. of the work and i know he is very key he is very keen on the social side of things and he loves the idea of people getting together like newcastle meets he loves the newcastle meets mm-hmm. you know, he's very much the get people together to to enjoy each other's company and watch the games kind of things and i like i thought it Dublin makes was, sense doesn't it, it th- like... there was what there was one point it was early if it might have even been before kickoff and he, he looks at me and he goes, we've peaked. Like, that, that mm. this is just, this is just it. Like, this, this is a pinnacle. And he um, had some grade A Duncan moments in that weekend. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, some proper high quality moments for him. <laughs> I think we were all on top form that weekend. We were, yeah. we were all just smashing it. It was just a great time. Um, and, and it was, like you said, it was Duncan that, that, that pulled it all together and made it all work and, and got everyone out there. So huge credit to, to Duncan mm-hmm. for, for pulling it all together. And I remember just, just chatting to him. I think it was in the airport before we uh, before we actually just got into Dublin. And he was saying, oh, we still got this person to come and this person's coming from here and this person's getting here later on today. And he literally knew everyone's itinerary because that's how much he cared about it and how much he wanted to like, it, it to run smoothly for everyone. That he literally knew every single person that was coming, the time they were arriving, what their plan was, where they were going to be. And it was just so meticulously planned out on his part. Um, and it led to such an amazing couple of days. So, yeah, it's a spreadsheet, it's all it's a spreadsheet that does it. Like, he, 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 <laughs> well, certainly when we were in KC, he had a spreadsheet of... Like who, what time flights we put people were coming in, which airport they were coming in from, who was staying where, um, and I, I gave him shit about the fact that some columns were left aligned and some were right aligned, and I did just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a, a real OCD about that, but that's I digress slightly there. But it, it was really the kind of making sure like everything is going to run smoothly, mm. um, so. I, Massive kudos to Duncan yeah. if you're listening, bro. Love you to bits. Yeah, I, I looked at him a few times pre-game, and he and at times obviously he was he was talking to everybody, but there was times where he was just, he was just mingling, and there was times he was going between groups, and I looked at him and he was just smiling, and it was just like yeah, this this makes so much sense, like seeing how many, because there was the Woolshed had loads of people in there, right? But hundreds, it, hundreds. it was all like there wasn't really any groups. <clears throat> Of fans, it was all just like, oh, there's a table over there with a Chiefs, Pittsburgh, and Titans fan on it, and there's a table over there with X, Y, and Z, and then you had the odd group that had like three Eagles fans on or whatever. 
but then you looked at our group and we had our own corner and it was like yeah this is this is freaking awesome man i just i can't express to you how much i enjoyed it personally and i think i, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a person that didn't in our group so what did you do on sunday afternoon because i was kind of a little late getting to the show so what what were you guys doing oh. during the day <laughs> oh, we actually oh, have quite a go, funny story from this yes, yeah this is really good. <laughs> so where were we before we went to the boar's head weren't we for, for a couple of drinks um okay. and then you did you head off to the guinness tour neil you went no i was at the hurling I oh, went oh yeah you, you went Dublin, to hurling match yeah you know what? we Antrim. can start even earlier than this owen because we went for breakfast didn't we oh yeah we went for right. a traditional irish breakfast a full but irish we were, so we were, oh, yeah, to, uh... we were looking for somewhere to get a breakfast. So we were just walking down kind of next to the canal. And there was this place, it said full Irish breakfast. And it was like the smallest little cafe looking thing you've ever seen. But it had pizzas in the window. And I was like, it's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. Like, how have they got like 20 inch pizzas in the window at this time? So anyway, I, I, Duncan, a few went in and they were like, oh, we're, we're after a breakfast. And I kind of was like, I ain't feeling this. It turned out they didn't take card and they only cooked pizzas. <laughs> so what? we had to move on. No, no, on. no. No, the, no, they had a, no, that's the thing. They had a full menu, but they were really pushing the pizzas <laughs> on us. Like it was like, oh, but we've got this pizza, we've got that pizza. And these pizzas are like, they've been out there for a few days. Like they, it wasn't, uh, they, were, they weren't the freshest. But they it was like they've been like, kept warm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and some of the guys were in there like, do you have like just an irish breakfast like on a plate like not in a wrap not in like a like just on a plate like spread out like a full irish breakfast and and he just kept pushing these pizzas on them as and suggested then, uh... by the sign in the window by the way it literally said <laughs> yeah. irish breakfast yeah um so me me uh tomo uh ollie my mate and dave were like we're not gonna go here we're just gonna go for a wander down the street and look somewhere else and and blah, blah, blah. And by the time that us four had settled on going to Spoons, we're like, oh, we'll walk over to Spoons. We, uh, we're walking down one of the side streets and then Duncan just appears at the bottom of the street and then turns to his right and points us and goes, oh, look, it's, it's those guys. And then and we everyone, got to, everyone and we got to the end. Yeah. And everyone else is at the bottom of the street then as well. And then we were all just like, Spoons? So we all ended up heading over there and uh, had a traditional Irish breakfast in a, in, in a traditional Irish pub of Weatherspoons. Um which is actually quite nice. How it, traditional it Irishly Weatherspoons is. Like, oh no, I was wow. being completely ironic. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't being. Tell you what, though, <laughs> everyone came out of spoons pretty happy. Let me tell it you, sorted <laughs> it, okay. it, it yeah. sorted us out. It sorted out the four o'clock in the morning start or however early it was. But then we yeah, had another yeah. story, didn't we? We went to what was that place called? That the pub that we tried to go to. Oh, the Camden. Yes. Yeah, so we had a bit of a faux pas, didn't we? We tried to go and watch uh, Manu Leeds at lunchtime and Owen had informed me that the biggest screen in Europe was a 25 minute I think, minute, I think it's the biggest walk away. the biggest the indoor the, the biggest indoor sports screen in Europe was it okay. like was in the is in the Camden I think it's like an old theatre yeah, like building that turned into away, like a bar pub area um I think it was like south Dublin yeah um yeah, yeah. so yeah it was like about 20 25 30 minute walk away. I was like, oh, let's just go there because you know it, sound, it sounds good. And everyone else had gone off for the Guinness tour, so it was just me, me, Ollie, and Tom at this point. Um, so, oh, yeah, sure, why don't we just go off and, and, and go do it? Why not? It's, it's got nothing else to do, and it's it'll be cool to see it like a huge screen, whatever, and watch the game there. So, we walked all the way there, um, and it's getting it was close a long to walk, by the way. It was a, it was a long walk, yeah. It was getting I'm close just to kick at Google off. Maps to check. Oh, you're out by the Ivy Gardens, yeah, you're a fair distance away, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a walk, so we walked, walked all the way there, and uh. We There's like steps the leading up. Well oh yeah, <laughs> really the toilet. Really fancies another Guinness. Like just wanted to get in and have a drink, and, and go to the toilet. Walking up the steps, and and the bouncer's arm just like comes out <laughs> in front in front of me and stops me from going in, and just goes. It was like a no ball in cricket, Neil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, just straight across my straight across my body. No way I'm getting in. And they were just like, no trackies, lads. I was like, what do you mean no trackies? I'm wearing, I'm wearing Nike jogging bottoms, by the way, because um, yeah. I've just been from the airport. So like you know, stylish airport vibe. Yeah, I wasn't exactly top. wearing a tuxedo, but I was, I was wearing a, I was wearing jogging bottoms and a Chiefs jersey, and apparently that's not, uh, that's not so nice enough. Two o'clock to get on a Sunday Camden. afternoon, and that's yeah, not yeah. acceptable. We got yeah, turned yeah, away during the football, and so we can get in. Yeah, it wasn't. But do you know what? We weren't going ballroom dancing. We were watching Man United Leeds, but yeah. apparently it wasn't good enough. We do you know what? We we took like the walk of shame away. 
and we all just looked down and go, well, at least it wasn't just one of us because all three of us were wearing <laughs> jockey pants. <laughs> <laughs> so we took the L on that one and we managed to find a nice little nice little pub that um, did us some oh, finish and we watched pub. football, didn't we? Yeah, yeah really Harry good. Lemon. Don't yeah, know. another hairy no, lemon. Yeah, 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 nice, yeah. nice pub. That nice, yeah. small, which, cozy pub. <laughs> to which was it you, Owen, or was it was it Ollie who pointed out a picture of Amy Winehouse? And said, "Oh, Amy Winehouse has been here in <laughs> 2019." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think yeah, she it was. was. Yeah, it, it was a photo. It, what, what it was right on, on the wall above the bar. There was loads of photos of celebrities. Um, and and it was like in each in each photo of the celebrity, it wasn't like them in the pub, whatever. It was just a photo of them. But then inside the photo frame was like a Polaroid with a date on it. And I was like, oh, like they've obviously got photos of the celebrities and the dates they visited the hairy lemon. So like, I, th- I think Tom Cruise was on there and John Travolta was on the wall. I was like, oh, all, all the stars have been here. It's like Hollywood Walk of Fame looking at this bar. Um, and then I saw Amy Winehouse. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe Amy Winehouse has been to this bar. And I looked at the date on the Polaroid and it was like, whatever date, 2019. I was like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe I've the got girl behind the bar was just laughing. <laughs> it was a good pub though. It was a good pub. Yeah, I know. I love a little pub, yeah. It was nice and cosy. And they let us in with jogging bombs, so all the better. That's a plus. Yeah. And then what What did you do there? You headed back to the, um, the hostel after that, did you then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, straight back for a kip. Went for a nap. Um to get us ready for the ready for the afternoon, couple of hours, um, and then came downstairs, and that's when we met you. Started started pre drinking yeah. in the in the lobby. Yeah, so I, I'd been to the hurling. So I Sam wasn't well in the morning. He was busy puking his ring up. So um, Hazel had taken Chloe to athletics, which, funnily enough. Robert, who was at the evening event, was at the athletics with his daughter, who was running in the same race as Chloe was, huh. um, which is some coincidence there. Um, so I'd had to wait for her and Chloe to get back, and then I headed straight into Parnell Park and watched Dublin against Antrim with uh, Andrew and Nathan and Luther. So Nathan and Luther, two American guys. Uh, Luther had come in from St. Louis to Dublin for the wow. weekend to watch the game with us. Like, I, I just loved that whole concept. <laughs> but um, just I, I had such fun watching Nathan watch the hurling. I didn't need to watch the hurling because Nathan was, this is amazing. This is the best sport ever. As <laughs> uh, like people were getting absolutely clubbed to death on the pitch. He's going, number eight, number eight. I love you, number eight. You're great. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a punch up between three guys on the pitch. This is fantastic. I love this sport. This is amazing. Uh, we did watch about yeah. we watched about five minutes of it, didn't we, in the pub? And it was a case of we watched it on TV and was like, oh, we're kind of glad we didn't go because we don't have a clue what's going on. I tell you well, what, at, at, one point, the score, at one point, the score was 0.01 to 0.01. And me and I were looking at each other going, what is happening here? How does the score work? I'm not going to explain hurling to you right now, but no. it, it was it was a close-ish game, but kind of Dublin were always kind of kept Antrim at arm's length. There was a brief spell early in the second half where Antrim could have closed it off and made a real game of it, but they didn't take their chances. Uh, but there was a lad from that Antrim... That reminds me of a game from uh, later in the night as well. I'm sure we'll get yes. onto a bit later on. <laughs> well, we might talk about that one. There was a lad from Antrim in front of us, and uh, <clears throat> he was like, "Oh, you know, you guys over for the game?" Because we all had various Chiefs gear on, and he was. Uh, we were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, we're going out in town to watch it, and uh, he was a Ravens fan, so he was asking us our opinion on Orlando uh, mm. Brown and you know what we thought was going to happen there with us signing him. So we, we had great chats with him for a while mm. during the game, uh, but it's funny the the NFL fans you find around the place in even in places you wouldn't necessarily um, plan on meeting them. Um, but yeah, from from the hurling, we heading into town and I saw Andrew down to his hotel and then I came down to the hostel and not long after I got there, you guys came down for a couple of pre-drinks. Yeah, I remember meeting you for the first for the first time. I was like, <laughs> And you had the most amazing looking burger as well. So I was like, right, where'd you get that from? <laughs> Apart from it being burnt on the top, I, I was a bit disappointed in it being yeah, burnt on the top. But I, to be they, honest, I was hungry. On the top of the really burn, care. was this? Was this on top of the burn? Yeah, it was like a black ring. Yeah, they did that to me as well. And I was like, oh, it must just be either how they cook them or... I was like, eh. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I got, I got that in mind as well. Because I saw... 
I think I saw Brad get the same burger as well and was like, oh, I'm going to get one of those. <laughs> it's like a knock-on effect like Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> Great burger, though. It was nice. I like that. Yeah, it's great. Oh, actually, I like the, I like the hostel. Um, I thought the hostel was great. It's like it's been a number of years since I stayed in a hostel, let's say. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed the vibe in there. I thought it was quite good. Um, generate a hostel in Smithfield, decent location, nice place. If you're in Dublin, you want somewhere cheap to stay with your mates. There's a lot to be said for it. I'll give them a free plug there for anyone who's listening. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah, they looked after us. It was, it was a good little place. Um, comfier beds than, uh, I, than I thought I was expecting from a hostel. Um, no, it was decent. It's good. Good for the one night. Just like, you know, mm. somewhere to lie ahead down for four hours, five hours, however long it was. How would it? Three, maybe, if I was lucky. <laughs> yeah, we, I don't think we got many hours sleep in there, Owen. I mean, we had that long. Me and Ollie had that long lying though, because we had that really late fight the next day. So we had, uh, we had a good yeah. little after, uh, late morning kip as well. Because when, well, when you I'd came back home. to get one of you, oh yeah, home yeah. By the time you you'd surface, you like you weren't up and about by the time I was leaving. Oh no, and that was twelve half twelve sometime around there. I don't know if it was as late as that. I, I came. To, I went. We went downstairs, and Tom. Dave, Brad, and a couple others were downstairs, and so maybe were you with them before you left? Yes. Okay, so yeah, you might yeah, to be fair, you might have, you might have headed off. And we got up and we got showered and stuff and and got dressed and everything. So yeah, we might have just missed you there. Yeah. Um, and so we we were only like a, a twenty minute wander from the wool shed there, so we down to the wool shed and uh, into our own little portion of the the place. Um, First impressions of the wool shed, like it was absolutely packed. Oh yeah, it was a uh, good job that we packed. had seats reserved, wasn't it? Well, a big a big thank you to the manager mm. whose name escapes me. I want to say Michelle, but I could be wrong on that. Um, and to Michael from the Irish NFL show, gridiron mm. as he is now, he was on the Irish NFL show. Um, but he he knows the manager there, and we'd been kind of retweeting some gridiron stuff from during the week, and said, look any chance he can help us out and so she'd originally said no there are no spaces available and then he talked to her and she was like oh yeah we have two tables thank you <laughs> um, so a big thank you to, I, I think it, it made a big difference having our own little enclave there I must say yeah, and we, I, don't, I, yeah. Think, I don't think we caused um, too many problems kind of being we were kind of gated off almost a little yeah. bit like we were fully involved <laughs> but i think i think that was probably quite a good thing because i don't think you'd have wanted us in the middle of everybody yeah yeah in, but in then a... i do think that so we we were downstairs weren't we and, and there was yeah. if, mm-hmm. from what i remember there was quite a few eagles fans upstairs yeah, um, yeah. and you can look over the that da- where we were you could look over from the upstairs and i remember having a constant battle all game with the eagles fans upstairs every yeah, time so... they'd score it would be a wow from upstairs and they'd all look down at us and be banging yeah. on the side of the landing and stuff like this and then we do something good like nick bolton's defensive touchdown we'd all look back up at them and go come on so i think there was like a, a honed in area where where everyone could hurl their shouts and screams at when when an eagles mm. team uh, did something good all the Eagles fans knew where to knew where to shout and where to point. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so no, it was it was a great atmosphere. A lot of neat, lot of NFL fans, a lot of um, jerseys from across the league, all different all different fans. What was um, the most random jersey you saw? I'm I'm not one to look at names and, and numbers on really? the back. Yeah, I just look at the team and then just because I'm just you know because there's so many people in there, so you kind of just brush past people a lot of the time and just move on to the next person. Did you see some weird ones then? Um, I, I wouldn't say weird. So, I mean, I saw I saw Steelers Troy Polamalu. Oh, that's quite I saw, a I saw an Eagles Carson Wentz one, <laughs> which I was like, surely you would have got rid of that by now. <laughs> um, who else did I see? I saw Bears Justin Fields one. I think one of the weirdest ones I saw was James's Winchester jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's a specialist one. That is. That's a proper fan, isn't it? But I, I love, like, my, a lot of my jerseys are, like, I tend to go for out-of-the-way players. Like, I don't necessarily, I, I don't own a Mahomes jersey, I don't own a Kelsey jersey, but I do have, like, a, I've got a Reggie Ragland, I've got a Creed Humphrey, I've got, um, <coughs> Mitchell, I had the Mitchell Schwartz one on, um, from the 49ers Super Bowl. Mm. Um, so I, I, I like to go for slightly more obscure jerseys myself, um, just because just I'm an awkward fucker and... I, I, saw a, um, 
I saw in the toilet a Juju Smith-Schuster uh, Steelers jersey. Yeah, um, I saw that as well. And <laughs> the guy was um, at the urinal, and the guy next to him was like, oh, that's a nice Saints jersey you've got on there. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, it's a Steelers jersey. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. And then he was talking about Antonio Brown. And then the guy finished at the urinal and I was washing my hands and he, he looked at me and he was like, um, I was like, nice jersey. And he was like, yeah, man, had to rep Juju tonight. And I was like, fair play. Like he obviously, yeah. obviously still likes the dude or whatever. So that was, I thought that was pretty cool interaction in the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Dublin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just thinking like the halftime show. Yeah. Did you two enjoy it? I told you what I thought of it, Neil. Yeah. Uh, it was, I thought it was good. I liked it. it, was, it I liked the performance. It, it was a it was a nice spectacle. Like it was it was it was um, a fun performance. I, I don't think she sung very much very much of it. I thought there was a lot of Lip-sync. miming and a lot of moving. Lip-sync. Yeah, a lot of moving her, her her mic away from her mouth and the words are still coming out, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was which which obviously dampens a little a little bit, but. You know, when you're drinking and, and you're watching a spectacle, you, you don't really care about that sort of stuff. I obviously love Rihanna's song, so a lot of the songs that, that came on were amazing. Um, and I was I was in a bit of a shit mood because we were down ten points at the half, so <laughs> I think that kind of had a bit of a dampener as well on the on the on the whole halftime show. Um, but as far as spectacles go, it was you know it was a performance. It was fun. So at, at halftime, did you think we were going to win? Did no. you did you have faith either of you? No, because I'd seen either. Mahomes on the sideline just before the half and, and saw him with his literally with his head on one of his trainer's shoulders like wincing in pain yeah, and I thought I thought he might have been done I thought like he he was like you know he, I think I thought he'd do what he do in the what he did in the Jacksonville game where he'd trot back out there and then barely be able to limp to the running back to hand the ball off and then Andrew would be like you, you can't play I thought it was gonna be a case of that so the fact that he trotted back out there and then put a touchdown drive together in the uh, start of the second half um yeah, so at that point it was a bit like, oh, I don't know, this, this might be game over. If he's hurt, like, and we're down ten points, I don't see Chad Henney pulling off a ten point comeback against that offense. So, yeah. but here we are. <laughs> I um, I, I thought I thought the halftime show was quite good. Uh, exactly the same as you. I wasn't I wasn't particularly enjoying it or confident. I think I was I was sat next to Owen and and Tom, and I just uh, I think we all kind of looked at each other and just like. Is he even going to be able to be effective? Because it's the first time he's shown pain, like. Mm. And I was like, "Oh God, how bad's it got to be for him to show pain?" Almost. Um, and then he came back out, and I think it was what a couple of drives later. I just leaned over the table to Neil and just said, "Rihanna got him horny at half because <laughs> 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 they came out a totally different team. Um, Did you hear Andy Reid said he'd cut anyone who went outside to watch the half? Yeah, so. yeah. Mahomes said it on Jimmy Kimmel, didn't he, a couple of days afterwards? Yeah. Uh, yeah, very funny that. But I mean, rightly so. You're down by ten, and you've got a game to win. You're not there to. Yeah. Yeah. You're not there for a Rihanna concert, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I think that that extra time helps. Like that, yeah, well, um, yeah. The longer break, definitely, it kind of gives you time to sit down and get get Mahomes, like inject the shit out of him with whatever you need to, or to sit down and say, right, what's what's not working? What? Mm. Um, and they did you know, as well. We need they to definitely do made uh, And they absolutely did. The second half was just like. I mean, to, to use a soccer term, it was game of two halves, the proverbial game of two halves. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I feel like they didn't really. I felt like they were in like their scripted first fifteen until like the third quarter. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because really... the fifteen plays. <laughs> yeah. Just... So wait, I, I have the game book. How long did we have the ball in the second quarter? I looked at this the other day. We had the ball for two minutes and thirty-two seconds in the second quarter. So <laughs> what? We ran eight plays. Yeah, it really felt like we weren't on the field at all. It felt like we were constantly on defense in the first half. Mm. It was a. I mean, we had our moments. Like we got a defensive touchdown, and 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 you know the the, the Travis Kelsey touchdown came in the first half. So we had our moments, but it just felt like we weren't out there long enough. And I think it really killed us. Um, and I'm not a fan of time of possession. I don't think it's it's a it's a very important stat. Um, but I mean, when you can drain the clock away and and not allow 
the best player in the world to touch the football. It's got to be some, you know, it's got to give you some advantage. And it really did to the Eagles. It really allowed them the, to. The put number their stamp of possessions is far more important than the time of possession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we, we had eight possessions and they had uh, two, six, seven. They had 10 possessions to our eight. Enough. Uh, so that's where their advantage was. Uh, I didn't really care that they had it for 35 minutes to our 25. Where that that's mm-hmm. that's not really relevant. No, it's because the thing is you can score so quick as well. Like the chief, the Chiefs' opening possession was was actually incredibly quick down the field. They had a couple of chunk plays and then and then they scored. They you know they scored probably around the 15 to 20 yard mark. I don't know how far away they were when he scored, but a bit around that mark. I'd have thought. So it wasn't like there was a drawn out trying to get into the red zone play like there was later on. It was it was like quite quick, and then the Eagles had the ball back. And so it, was, it it did feel like the Eagles had the ball for a long time. But my concern going into half was obviously Pat. But you're down ten, and we haven't shown any signs yet of being able to figure out Jalen Hurts' legs. Like he was just killing us with his legs. And as at halftime, you're like. First of all, we need Pat to be okay if we've got any chance. And second of all, we've then got to make a major adjustment and, and work out how to stop this this quarterback run, which was absolutely gashing us every time they did it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was messaging with Charles, and I showed you the, the, mm-hmm. the messages, and I'm just trying to find the one which he said. Um, well, because I said to him, like, we, we've done nothing in the first half, and... You know, n- nothing's working right now. Um, uh, and I said, w- you know, what do you need to change? Uh, and he, his answer was, tell the defensive ends to stay wide and contained. Start bringing blitzes from the secondary. Secondary isn't holding up anyway with Hertz playing this well. Mm. And then he says, they appear to have given Mahomes all of the Toradol. Um, <laughs> but uh, apparently they didn't give Mahomes en- anything, allegedly. They didn't inject anything, are the words. Was it? Oh, is that the specific so phrase in the years? Yeah, so he could have had a gel, a spray, or a consumable, <laughs> which is what I suggest <laughs> yes. he probably had a lot of. <laughs> so they had to have done something because he came out on fire. And yeah, I, the, way, the way he came out is just mind-boggling. And, and when we got that first possession, um, Tom turned to me and he said, he's fine. He he ran to the edge mm. relatively early in that first drive of the second half, and Tom just turns to me and goes, "He's fine," and I was like, "Yeah, he's fine." And then when they punched it in, I was like, oh, "Okay, oh, okay." Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, they figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it gave me. I don't know how how big you guys are into your basketball, um, but yeah. it gave uh, it, it gave me big MJ flu game vibes. Um, Michael Jordan, incredibly sick. I heard about that. Who was went out there and um, dropped forty on on. I can't remember who you're playing, but it was in the playoffs. Um, was it against the Phoenix? I heard someone talking about this. I can't remember which podcast I was listening to, but it, it was like they were playing the Phoenix Suns, and they scored 110 points, and he got like 58 of them or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. and it like went down its history. It was like one of his like biggest games. Yeah, oh, they dropped 38 to lead the Bulls. I'm just googling it. Um, yeah, to, uh, to win the game over the Jazz um, in the NBA Finals. And it was like, he's like hugging his teammate because of how ill he is um, and like, you know, leaning on him for support because he can barely carry his own weight towards the end of the game. And he's, it was just like one of his greatest games. And it just it just gave me that that vibe. You're in a final. You need to win it. Your your body, everything in your body is telling you, no, do not carry on playing or, or you know, being physically active, you need to rest, and he is just going out there and 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 doing what he needs to do. He's, he's a warrior, and it just just gave me big big. Um, I'm not gonna say flashbacks. Obviously, wasn't watching the NBA Finals in the 90s, but um, it, it it reminded me of that sort of mentality and that sort of game that MJ had. Um, huge moment so, from from a huge player. On, on that vein, right then. So I was on um, BBC Radio London earlier this evening. Um, talking about the the Super Bowl and they said to me like what does Mahomes have to do to be considered the goat to take basically to take Brady's mantle as the goat and I'm like he's won two league MVPs and two Super Bowl MVPs in five seasons as a starter and hosted five AFC championship games he's only 27 he's got 19 years to go until 
if he were to retire at the same age Brady's retired at, like at that rate, he's going to end up with like double figures, Super Bowls, double figures MVPs mm. if he keeps going at this kind of same rate. Like, how how much more do you need than this? Like the just the 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 pace that he's set off at here with the, the awards. Like, he's not the greatest of all time yet, but bloody hell, you can see a path where he's going to be. Can you also say as well, the two years that he's won the Super Bowl, if I'm correct, he dislocated his knee. He did. And he played on a high ankle sprain. Yep. In the seasons he won a Super Bowl. Like, what's <laughs> this dude healthy? <laughs> it's just it's just crazy, isn't it? The, the, the levels he's at. And he's got like an attribute that you almost can't put your finger on. And, it, and, it, and it's toughness. But toughness doesn't do it justice because he almost comes a better player yeah in, in he's got years. he's got that over it's my like a, dead body gym yeah, he's that, got that over, he, it is, it is like i'm gonna go out there and win this game no matter who i'm playing no matter what i look like no matter who i'm throwing to no matter what players i've got on the field next to me like he just has that dog in him where it's just like it doesn't matter what what the odds are it doesn't matter what people are saying about you know like the team I'm playing for, the team I'm playing against, and 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 he he seems to listen to everything that people say about him, and it just fuels him. Like the whole like counting to five on his fingers when they like ranked him the fifth best player in the NFL, wherever it was, or yeah. uh, it's just he's just got that mentality where it's like, yeah. like I'm the best, and you're but not calling me the best, so I'm gonna go show it. it. Yeah, yeah, he's not cocky about it. He just because like... he backs it up. He's like cocky it's at the right it, time. He's humble at the right mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm, he's professional yeah. at the right time. It's just oh my god. He's an I, asshole I, at the right time. Yeah, can't be more in is. love with the player. It's like being on the being on the sideline at the Raiders game, where he's like, "I'm him, I'm him." It's like he knows when to turn it on, and he knows when he needs to be a bit more, you know, professional and 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 especially in the media interviews. I mean, he's a media pro. Um, the way he like he replies to members of the media and stuff, he he knows exactly what he's talking about. But then when he needs to turn it on and, and light that fire in him, it, it's right there and he can do it in seconds. And oh, man, it's funny you should player. say that. Cause I'm still I still have Charles's conversation up. And at two twenty two a.m. on Monday morning, his his message was Mahomes legend time, which I think was when we were down by six and about to start that drive to then take the lead. Uh, and my response was over my dead body. Um, because you kind of felt at that stage, you kind of had that feeling that he he was going to put the team on his back and he wasn't going to lose this game. Like that, this was this was his game to win. Yeah. yeah. And do you know what? Right. How how long was left when they started the drive? Five minutes and what? Yeah, five um, five minutes and change. I'm going to say in a Super um, Bowl down six with five minutes to go. They five went minutes down, and fifteen. They went down and left. What was it? What was six seconds? Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like nobody thought, and and obviously we're going to bring Charles up a lot because uh, friend of the show. We we talk to him on a regular basis. You more than anyone, Neil. But uh, he he said multiple times on our podcast on on national media on his own podcast. He's concerned, and he said it about the Bills as well. When you need it, can you run the ball? And yeah. The Chiefs, with five minutes to kill in a Super Bowl with a two-minute warning, and they had two timeouts, they killed it to six seconds. That is one of the clutchest drives of the season, if not the clutchest. Yeah, Pacheco left tackle, Mahomes pass, Pacheco up the middle, Mahomes pass, Pacheco left, Mahomes runs it, Pacheco up the middle, Mm -hmm. uh, Mahomes pass, holding, uh, (laughs) and then McKinnon to the one, yeah. Just, I don't know. This team just knows how to win. And... I, I'm just looking at another another message I sent him here, which was Andy saved the good shit for the fourth quarter. <laughs> and I sent I sent that when Tony scored the touchdown. Yeah, and there was another one to mm-hmm. come. Yeah, and, and I, yes, I, I, that's just the point I was going to get onto. Is is that man Big Red? What a game he had. Um, oh, and you talk oh, about like managing the clock, and you talk about like you know scheming up a perfect perfect game. Um, he, he absolutely schemed his ass off. He, he had such a great game. You look at the, the Tony touchdowns and the Sky Moore touchdowns alone, and and, and they're walking into the end zone. They, they they could have moonwalked into the end zone. They were that wide open. Like mm. just just the 
the the chess game that Andy Reid put got on in that second half. Penalty for taunting. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, you're just, absolutely right. It's just yeah. like he just he he was a wizard in that game. Like, and and I watched some of the videos back of analysts like breaking it down and stuff and, and stuff that I would never notice because I don't have that finely tuned um, American football brain. Um, well, yeah. Anyway, um, but watching them talk about how he's like moving defenders about and how he saw that like on a on a on a motion to the left side of the field, they'd rotate the corner up to safety and the safety would come down and then. Then I think it was um, Kadarius Tony did like a little fake motion and then ran back out when as soon as the corner moved and all this stuff and it's just like it, it, it you that that stuff wouldn't be there about Andy Reid and and Eric Bieniemy so like what a game those two had. Um, I was I, listening to to New Heights the the Kelsey Brothers podcast this afternoon and Travis was saying that at halftime they knew they had several plays which would be big plays that they'd already seen stuff in the Eagles defense up to that point, Mm -hmm. which they knew was going to set them up and particularly for the Tony touchdown so that they were confident that they would be able to pull off those plays when they needed them. And, and, you know, kudos to big red for calling them. If you want to, um, when he did, if you want to watch a breakdown on that as well, Kurt Warner's got like a QB school video that he does every week on YouTube. He's put one out today literally showing how the Chiefs set it up and what they saw from the Eagles' safeties. And it's it's incredible to watch. Like, just the high-level scheme that they're... They've obviously... Do you know what it is, right? For someone to watch it, break it down after the fact, that's amazing. The fact Andy and his team can... They've obviously seen it on film before, right? Because apparently EB saw Week it in the Jags. the Jags. Yeah. Yep. EB saw it, but... For them to be able to watch it in game and be like, yep, 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 and then be able to execute is just, it, it's just such a high level that these guys are at. It's awesome that we've got so, two of the most creative guys. Something we talked about a while back, uh, a couple of weeks ago now, about the regular season doesn't matter. And like this game just reinforced me that it, it really... I mean, they saved the good shit for the fourth quarter of the fucking Super Bowl. Like, but it goes the, to they're bringing the out right stuff. Again. Yeah, they're bringing out stuff they haven't used all season, and mm-hmm. you get other breaking tendencies that they've had all season, and you're kind of going, "You waited until now to do this." Like, <laughs> the, there's just so much that they didn't put on film, and it's like, we'll be as vanilla as we can get mm-hmm. away with. During and even during the fucking playoffs, it will will not show our hand until we get to the the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, and then we'll bring the good stuff out. And you ain't gonna stop it because you ain't seen it before and you don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> it's, it's it, we talked about it, we like peaking at the right times and and not yeah. show and not showing stuff, and it's incredibly frustrating because I think we all knew, like that's the real Chiefs that we just watched in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they could do that every week, but would they have anything left? And it's all about peaking at the right times. And, you know, even even silly things that I've listened to, like the the run scheme, they pulled they had so many pulling guards and Trey Smith pulling and Joe Tooney pulling. They didn't do that all year. And then all of a sudden in the Super Bowl, how effective is it? It's just, we're just incredible and I, and I would if we're going to be vanilla in the regular season um, and save everything for the playoffs and the Super Bowl I'm fine with, 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 with a crazy Colts loss in the regular season I'm fine with some really close games in the regular season as long as we're not like you know putting our heart on our sleeve and, and, and throwing the playbook wide open in week one like that stuff's going to happen in the regular season, and, and although it is incredibly frustrating when you watch it and it like as it happens, and watching watching us lose to the Colts this year was just like, how have we managed to do this? Um, but then, I mean, it makes it all worth it when, when you're pulling stuff like that in a, in a Super Bowl and 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 scoring touchdowns as easy as Sky Moore and Canaris Tony found it. Like, it's worth it because look at us, we're the ones holding the trophy. So, and don't forget as well, there was an egregious call in that Colts game. Uh, against Chris Jones for for talking to Matt Ryan, true, and and that's true. the fine line between winning and losing that. And the Chiefs should have put that out of out of range. But at the end of the day, in February, it hasn't mattered. So, and going back to what you're saying about Kadarius Tony, I was just thinking, I've just had a look. He scored three touchdowns this season, and two of the touchdowns he scored, 
I think there was no one within about 10 yards of him. <laughs> yes, he scored right. his first one against the Jags and he literally, it was when you said moonwalking, so I'm pretty sure he, 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 he did a 19, dancing. <laughs> I'm sure I wrote about that. He had 19 yards to the nearest separation. defender on that. Uh, he well, yeah, must that love touchdown. being a Kansas City Chief, man. Uh, and I love him being a Kansas City Chief. That that I said I said to you after Neil, like that that punt that punt return was kind of our yeah, our like our like big moment in the Super Bowl because that that was the moment you kind of you that kind was of, a belief moment, yeah. wasn't it? And and bringing mm-hmm. it back to kind of like the Dublin experience, it, like in that second half, you could look around our group, and at any one moment you could find multiple people that were like wildly confident and multiple people that were wildly nervous with head in hands <laughs> at the exact same time. I think I was, I think I was both was, of it. I think I was yes. both at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was just like, everyone was just trying to help each other. Be like, no, we got this, we got this. It's like, but we don't, but we do. <laughs> but it, even right up to the end, because like my memory of, so the intro that we've recorded there, my memory of the video that I filmed of that, field goal going through is right at the end of it with Tomos just mm-hmm. kind of pushing the arms down going let's just calm down calm down there's still eight seconds left yeah. here like this isn't over yet this isn't <laughs> I've over said this before I just didn't want us to be the eight second Super Bowl team <laughs> you know we made all that fuss about the 13 seconds against the Bills we'd have never let that down if something wild have happened in those eight seconds but you know good execution from the Chiefs and luckily Jalen Hurts had a noodle arm when it mattered most for us <laughs> Well, he stood on Jason Kelsey's ankle. Was what they said on the pod on the New mm-hmm. Heights podcast. Oh, really? And that that's why he didn't get the power in it that he was care. looking to. <laughs> so I think so. I think Nick Bolton, Nick Bolton delayed, rushed it, rushed, and when when he went, like um, Jason Kelsey was kind of backing up, and as Hertz was kind of trying to step into his throne, he stood on Kelsey's ankle. Hmm. Well, it was nice to but, see that fall to the floor rather than in the oh, air yes, and bouncing around in the end zone because you just never know in those situations. So, uh, massive win. What an experience. Yeah. Fantastic <laughs> uh, weekend. My, my only thing weekend. with the World Shed was that they kicked us out as mm. soon as the game finished. Um, and so I was saying to the boys before we started recording, I still haven't seen the trophy presentation yet. Because you do need I watched to watch the, it back. It's brilliant. Yeah, I watched the 40 and 40 um on game pass um the following yeah the following day on the monday and that finished as soon as the game finished so i, I still haven't seen the trophy presentation yet mm-hmm. but yeah my i can understand why they they kicked it all out because it was like half past three four o'clock and yeah you know well, they're not supposed to be at that time anyway so she collared me on the way out um because obviously we were chopping and all sorts and mm-hmm. um she was like um because the photographer as well had basically sat with us for like the final quarter. I don't know if you guys noticed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think we'd done their marketing material for next year's Super Bowl. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, in the last very, thirty seconds yeah, alone, we we had covered enough photos. <laughs> he he took some amazing photos as well, which we haven't seen yet. But um, I, I just know they will be amazing because there's like a there's like a alleyway almost out the back way that they sent us, and she was like, "Guys, like, thank you so much." Um, but but please be quiet because my license but please let the photographer come and take photos of you but please be quiet (laughs) you really want us to to stick around but you also really want us to just please don't don't go too far uh, as i was as i was coming out there she said to me like uh, because i stopped and said look thanks for the tables really appreciate Mm. you know you're making the effort to fit us in uh fantastic night and she's like that's all great. Can you all just move down to the end of the street because local residents don't like the noise? So if if you could all just move down the end of the street, I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, lads, down, now, yeah. move. And to be fair, we got some awesome photos outside, and and obviously, I think for Laddie's flag, which I held for him. Um, <laughs> and, but no, but no, like we've got some awesome photos. I hope the Walshed put the photos out at some point. If not, I'm going to message yeah, them and ask I'm, for them. I'm looking forward to seeing them. Those professional photos are going to look absolutely unreal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a great after-game atmosphere as well with mm-hmm. all the Chiefs fans and stuff. And, and I think even the Chiefs fans that weren't sat of us, that were sat around the bar all came up to us and like you know mm-hmm. shared the moment with us, which was really nice. And like you said, we got some great photos, we got some great videos, and, and, and 
it was a great atmosphere just celebrating with and the first Super Bowl win where where I've where I've stood around and celebrated with a bunch of Chiefs fans because last time I was with my uh, American football team at the uni at the SU so um, yeah it was the first time actually being surrounded by Chiefs fans and it was yeah it was such a special moment being with everyone um, in a moment like that I think another nice touch was when the Eagles fans came down the stairs because they were all standing upstairs mm. and I think all at the yeah. same time all of all of the Chiefs fans in our section just started just gave them a round of applause as they came down the stairs and they obviously mm. gave it back as well because there'd been some friendly <laughs> banter but it was a really nice ending as well mm-hmm. um, it was good natured banter yeah it, it was yeah, good yeah. and then at the end for them to walk past and, and obviously we were having our moment which could have rubbed people up the wrong way but it didn't and it, it, it I mean I didn't see one bit of trouble the whole night and when you think there's got a good few hundred people drinking in there for a long time for a long, like we were yeah, there three, three hours time, before like, kickoff yeah yeah, like, yeah. it was a so for it to it go was off a, without a hitch was was really nice I thought yeah yeah no, it, was, it was great atmosphere like you said there was no problems it was just good vibes good vibes great game what a I'm thriller sh- it was I, I want to give a shout out to the girl, um, and I'm trying to think. I think she was called Frances, although I'm gonna I'm gonna admit I was quite drunk, so I'm not <laughs> gonna say that was definitely her name. But she was from Kansas City, and she's working in London, and we escorted her back to O'Connell Street to try and get a taxi because she was flying out at like half past six in the morning as mm. we were leaving <sighs> the pub at like four in the morning. And she essentially needed to go back to her hotel, check out, and then go straight to the airport to fly back to London. Um, so much respect and thank you for coming uh, and sharing the evening with us. Mm. Um, and there were a couple of lads who were heading back to Edinburgh. Aitken and Graham were both on the way back to Edinburgh at like 7 o'clock in the morning flights. So the three of them, actually, we ended up getting them... Um, Aitken got an Uber. Uh, and the three of them headed straight to the airport from the pub. Mm. Um, so that's, that's true hard card. That is true hardcore mm. dedicated Chiefs fans for you there. Yeah, Incredible. Well, we, we we obviously stayed out for a little bit longer. Um, I got some chicken nuggets, which took half an hour to cook. Eventually. Um, oh, yeah. you were out there. You were in there for so long <laughs> waiting disaster. for those nuggets. Uh, mate, I thought it'd be in and out. It really wasn't. <laughs> um, and, I mean, Owen, do you want to go into the story that we had back in the... Um, before you start that i will just say it was so nice that it was the three of us uh, and just the three of us who were walking down Mm. back to the the, um to the hostel um to share that with you guys uh, that was that was a a lovely it really was good and 20 minutes brilliant yeah but yeah yeah and and, and my milkshake and 20 minutes stood outside mcdonald's waiting for you going off yeah i think it was more more than that like i would not have signed up to that if i don't know but it's just it's just a shame i had to uh, i had to run off in the last uh, 30 seconds of that that walk back to the hostel because i could not hold in whatever was in my gut for any longer (laughs) i had to sprint back to the hostel i was not going to make it otherwise (laughs) tyree killed his finest there yeah (laughs) <laughs> I did make it for it, in case anyone was wondering. I, I, it, yeah, it disaster kind of averted. Funny. I'll put it he that did way. Just kind of like waddle off around the corner at one point, and me and Neil were just chuckling. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, it was not pleasant, but yeah, no, I, I, I did make it back. Um, but no, it was, it was a lovely walk back, and, and then and then slight run at the end. Um, yeah, but this this tell after, a story there. Yeah, <laughs> that was a story. No. Uh, so so we, we, we get back to the hostel room, um, <laughs> me and Tomo in one room and, and Neil's in the other and we're in a room of six, me and Tomo. Um, but we were late back really, weren't we? So everyone had kind yeah, of gone yeah. to sleep. So everyone yeah. everyone had got into bed. Back, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we kind of like snuck around the uh, snuck around the room, getting get changed and you know, clean our teeth, whatever, go into the toilet quickly. And then we both got into bed and... and, and Obviously, you're not going to fall asleep straight away watching the Super Bowl. It's uh, it's it's one of those. So we we both just sat in our we were in bunk beds, and me and Tomo were both on 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 the top the top bunks of our respective beds. Um, and you could just look over and just see each other's phone lights on, watching it on Twitter and just scrolling through all the content and looking at all the Super Bowl trophy presentations and all the speeches and occasionally you just hear from one of our phones Kelsey shout about fighting for your right to party and Mahomes talking about Jeeves Kingdom we love you and all stuff like this <laughs> and you can just quietly hear it in, in, in the background of this room whilst everyone else is, is asleep and the room's pitch black 
Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, eventually, uh, about half an hour later, we, we decided, you know, to turn off our phones and, and go to sleep. And almost instantly, Tom, I wasn't it. It was, it, it was, was almost instantly. The moment. Yeah. <laughs> they, so, so obviously there's a couple of big lads and, and they weren't mind me saying they were, they were six foot plus and, <laughs> and, uh, they had a good snore on them, let me tell you. And they were in sync, though. So it was like, it was like, well, one was on the up, one was on the down. So it was like very, very constant snoring. And I'd say it, we dealt with it for like 20 minutes. All right. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember looking at my phone going, oh my God, it's like half five, like 20 to six. And I just, <laughs> just heard, I mean. <laughs> across the room because neither of us knew if the other one was awake at this point obviously we could see it was pitch black in the room so we could see we'd both turn our phones off but I just heard like for fuck's sake (laughs) 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 from the other side of the room it just made me absolutely cackle and I, and I almost did that because i was thinking to myself like okay like surely i can't be the only one that's awake hearing this like, <laughs> oh, I think if, if i say laughing. something maybe someone's gonna laugh and i'm gonna be okay at least i'm not the only one that's kept awake like at least i'm, I, I'm, I'm sharing this pain with someone else <laughs> sure enough you quietly bat, under my breath it's like the bat <laughs> signal on it like <laughs> And I thought to myself, it, I was like, right, so there's one tactic we can use here, and that's go to the toilet again. Because if we go to the toilet again, the opening of the door, the flush in the toilet will make some noise, and it will hopefully stir them into kind of like a relatively light sleep <laughs> to be able to kind of get some silence. And I've got a part two to this story, which I don't know if Owen was awake for, but because I, I still couldn't sleep because it, it, it started back up pretty instantly. <laughs> but um, I don't know if you heard this, Owen. About 20 minutes after this, I heard a long and extended fart. <laughs> right. And the room didn't smell great anyway, let me tell you. There was six lads in there. Six lads who'd been drinking and, all night. Yeah. And the accommodation was great, but the shower looked like a prison shower. <laughs> and <laughs> So not many of us has experienced said prison shower. And uh, we'd sat in the wool shed for hours upon hours, and it, it weren't the best smelling room in the world. But I tell you what, wow. <laughs> I don't know what time I actually managed to get to sleep. <laughs> all all was... I'm going to say is, is I'm glad I was asleep by that point. <laughs> I, I, did, I was not awake that long. I, 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 See, I mean, I it, it, might really even, it might have even been me. It might have even been me. Who knows? No, I, I, it, it wasn't really from your direction, mate. So you're okay. <laughs> or I'm in the clear, I'm in the clear. I know um, who oh, is, but yeah. I'm not going to expose <laughs> them on, on here. <laughs> it, it's funny you should tell that story because that mirrors my um, my experience in our room with what I think the three people snoring kind of gently from different. It was like having mm. stereo headphones on, and there's like there's one over there, and there's one over there, and there's one. <laughs> I was on the top as well, and I'm fairly sure all three of them that were snoring were on the bottom. Mm. once uh, but they were kind of spaced you know who you are <laughs> yeah well it was discussed the following morning and certainly at least two of them knew that, or had been told in the past that they snored so mm. mind you I get told I snored um, by my wife so I, I could well have contributed to it once I went to sleep I don't know well the kind of the, the kind of like semi worst bit is that we me um Owen and Ollie got got to the the place early, so we were like, right, kind of like rather selfishly, I'd be quite happy in the six person room. <laughs> so so we very much pushed to be in said six person room. Didn't matter. <laughs> it did not matter <laughs> one bit. It did not make a difference at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Coffee was good in the morning. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. It was worth yeah. All yeah, of the lack good. of sleep. Um, I went there for uh, a party and. You, you didn't know. eat in Mad Egg, did you? We went to um cafe next no. door on Mad Egg. Uh, I had, had a good full Irish in there. It was nice. It looked all right, to be fair. It just smelt like egg. And I like egg, but I don't know. Not I'd, at that time. I, not at that, yeah. Like, I'd had a, a, had a dry pastry, which was bang on for me at that point. I, I don't think I could have stomached that, especially knowing I've got to go on a flight. So, 
It smelled nice. Looked yeah. good. Food looked good in there as well. Yep. It was. It's highly recommended. Um, right then, we've we've rambled for an hour, mm. and uh, I think we've probably hit a decent mix of our experience of Dublin. Uh, one thing I will say is, lads, I'm looking forward to Germany. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I've got to try and get on that trip somehow. Yeah, <laughs> me too. This is going to be yeah, very difficult for me. I've got a wedding <laughs> yeah. to pay for first, so let's see. Oof, how it is. Yeah. That might well, be maybe too some, soon for maybe me, we'll see. if um if any of your friends and family who listen to this would like to give you a gift of a wedding present of tickets to the Chiefs yes, in would... uh, Germany, that, that wouldn't go amiss. I don't think they'd even remotely know how to start to get a ticket for that. because well, <laughs> I don't at this point. No, neither do I. But I, that, that's a problem for down the line. Yeah, I know um, this. I know this great international Chiefs uh, Twitter page. You might be able to message them. And ask if they can help you. Uh, it's called Arrowheads Abroad. If you want to message yeah. them, they might be able to help. They might have contacts in the Chiefs. Duncan did such I a win. good job this weekend. I feel like he's got another one in him, any. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully we can get out there because yeah. if it's anything like Dublin was, it's, it's going to be a special weekend there as well. Um, watching the Chiefs in, in, in Germany. Is it Munich? It's going to be at Munich, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I've. I, I thought it was going to be Munich, and we were, when we were over there, they told us Munich, but I've since heard that it's possible that both games are going to be in Frankfurt. Um, they're on something like the 12th and the 19th of November, off the top of my head, as I quickly scroll through my calendar too far. Yeah, Sunday the 12th or Sunday the 19th are the two dates which mm-hmm. I've heard. Um, I would love yeah, it at the Allianz. I would love to see I that would stadium lay out bread. Well, yeah. yeah. I think it'd be a Absolutely. better. It's a better. I think it's a better city to visit. No offense to any Frankfurt fans out there, but um, yeah, I'd love to go to Munich. Not been there before, and I think just seeing that stadium lit up red because they can change the color of it, can't they? The outside of the okay, stadium, yeah, yeah. and and then obviously the Chiefs being the home team, it's it's, it's more than likely going to be red. That'd so be an experience, I, yeah. I'd love to see that, and I and you know I think the, the German fans are a huge Chiefs, a uh, huge NFL fans, aren't they? So um, yes. it should be a great atmosphere as well. So yeah, that that that'd be great to get out there. Fingers crossed, yeah. we can do it. All being well. And we'll go as defending world champion. Oh, feels so good. Sounds so good. And it's it sounds like it's going to be against the Bears. That that appears to be who the opponent is likely. Mm, nice win then. Oh, or it'd be just the in, shock. Justin Fields, yeah. Yeah, or it'd be the shock Colts loss of the year where it's just like, how do we lose that game? Hmm. <laughs> oh, don't do that to me. Don't, don't talk that <laughs> into existence. I've got to the point where it's like, it's regular season, boys. <laughs> really much Doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it, it is going to... I'm, I'm going to try and be more like that next season with like, not worry about mm. the details so much because I know... The problem not, is... They're not point, doing everything right now that they could. The problem is at that point is you you don't have the kind of like the knowledge you have now. So losing to the Colts game felt like it could cost us a division at that point or it could mm-hmm. yeah. it could cost us a one seed down the road. So it's all good now saying after we got the one seed, you know. But in the regular season every game does feel more important. Yeah, I mean don't get me wrong, like it probably actually is. Yeah. Next regular season, I am still going to be just as pissed off if we lose to a team like the Colts. I am going to be just as fuming, and I'm going to be just as like, how did that happen? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there'll ever be a time where I'm like, eh, it's fine, we'll be there at the end of the year, because when you're in that moment, it's like, the bloody Colts, how do we do that? <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. Um, right, an hour and three, I think that'll probably do us. Um, yeah. I think we've rambled long enough. Uh, gentlemen, Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time all season. It's an absolute pleasure to do this. I, 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 I love doing the podcast and just chatting shit with the pair of you. Um, it's Definitely. it's a genuine pleasure. The feeling is mutual. It's yeah, a, yes, 100%. It's, we have so yeah. much fun, don't we? And uh, and what a season as well to to do it in. Um, yeah. it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, like you said, um, like, just a great. We, year. We've been doing we've been doing Arrowheads abroad for four years now, and we've won two Super Bowls in those four years. I mean. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to say it's us. I don't want to say we're the we're the special but, ingredient. But you know, <laughs> uh, and we we we've been to another Super Bowl in that time as well. So in the four years we've done this, we've been to the Super Bowl three of the four years. That's not bad going. That's not, That's not bad. bad. That's That's not bad. Just, I'm not going to say we're not a good luck charm, but we, we, might be. we might be. Let's just keep the pods coming then. That's 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 my only takeaway. Yeah, yeah, it's crucial. <laughs> um, I don't doubt we'll be back 
sometime relatively soon, possibly not on the weekly schedule. Mm. Um, certainly, kind of as we head towards the draft, we'll be ramping up. We have our our live mock draft to do. Um, the big board is already well. It's it's already in place. I I have all the names on it. And where I think they're going to go at the moment, and as they have their pro days and stuff like that, that'll probably change. Um, but I, I certainly I have a fairly comprehensive list of names um, compared to needs. Um, so it will be live mock drafting sometime just before the draft. Um, you are so I'm well sure. organised with that sort of stuff. I, I am. No I, I, tell, I started. Well do you know when I started that? I started that on New Year's Eve. Wow. <laughs> That, that was wow. the first time I actually... And, and where did you place your Chiefs pick in? 31 or 32? Um, or well, what, 31 or 30? Mock... Because the uh, Dolphins mm-hmm. had to give up one of their yeah. picks, didn't they? Wherever the mock sites had us picking at the time. So I, I've kind of, I've got players, like I did last year, where I've got like pockets of players in each round and say, like um, these are the tackles I would take in the first round and these are the ones I would take mm-hmm. in the second and oh, okay, yeah. here's, here's the wide receivers I would take in the first and then it, it doesn't really matter where we pick and then as we get closer to the draft I'll kind of narrow down to I think these will be in the top third of this round I'll be middle third and then lower third and kind of try to kind of narrow down as to where I think prospects will probably go and then Brett Veach will trade and then Brett Veach will trade the first round pick year. No. For, a, for a veteran defensive end? No, not a chance. So, which means he'll probably do it then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or take a running back, who knows? Shut up. <laughs> but I'm just going to say Bijan Robinson. That is all I will say is Bijan Robinson. All I'll, I'll say, say all I'll say is I hope Clyde had a good time in New York and I hope he stays <laughs> there. So. <laughs> He's on the runway. <laughs> He can stay on the runway. He can. Okay, right. We're done for tonight. On that positive note. On that positive note about Clyde. uh, (laughs) Thanks for your time, Jets. Uh, Thank you. Dublin was an absolute pleasure. I loved every second of it. Brilliant Um, brilliant time. Me too. I hope hope everyone that went had a good time. Certainly, it seems to have been the case. Um, Chiefs fans around the world, we're world champions, people. Enjoy it. Cherish it while it's here because... It ain't going to last forever, but as long as Mahomes is playing, we're going to be there or thereabouts every year. So enjoy it while you can. And we'll say from one kingdom to another, goodbye for now.